0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Today I want to take a closer look at ARM Holdings, the company that just went IPO, that just went public this um, this past week. Uh, so in today's episode, I want to take a closer look at how the price has moved for ARM. More importantly, I want to take a closer look at the growth opportunities and why, if I was an investor for this company, why I would be extremely, extremely bullish. At the end, I also want to take a closer look at its valuations and maybe share a case of why I might be holding. on off at the moment before park- purchasing. Arm Holdings. So let's take a closer look in today's episode. So if we take a closer look, Arm is sitting at roughly $51.32. We can see at one point, I do believe the stock jumped into the high 60s, right? 63.59 here on September 14th. Uh, Since then, the stock is down roughly 19.3%. I think that is insane. Um, A big kind of slowdown is happening right now. And the company is sitting at a market cap of roughly 52.6% billion the ipo price was 51 dollars for this company so we're sitting right there at the ipo price i personally do believe its ipo price was still a little bit expensive uh, but let me first explain why i have what's my number one growth opportunity for this company All right, so my number one growth opportunity for ARM, in my opinion, is the amount of big tech companies that are using ARM-based chips to kind of create their own chips in-house. And this is hitting a variety of industries, the industrial, IoT, and embedded market, the automotive market, and more importantly, the cloud compute market. Finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. So I actually just did a deep dive on Arm on my exclusive membership program where I do weekly videos. If you want to learn more about Arm and the ins and outs of the company, I definitely would recommend joining that membership. I just want to take a closer look at that in-house made chips. And and for me, all these three industries, in my opinion, are big players for the growth opportunities for Arm. But one of my favorites is is the cloud compute. Uh, The cloud compute, which are chips, for example, for server CPUs, for DPUs, for smart NICs, used by cloud server providers. Arm does believe that this market can grow from roughly $18 billion in 2022 to roughly $28.5 billion in 2025. Over $10 billion with a 16.6% compounded annual growth rate in three years. I think that is insane. Um, Another great thing is Arm-based chips are growing they grew from 7.2% market share in 2020 to roughly 10.1% in 2022. And there are strong reasons for this. If we take a closer look at just the cloud compute market, there's a lot and a lot of big players that are running or kind of designing their own ARM-based CPU. The first big player, and I do believe most people know, Amazon. Amazon has their Graviton 2 processors, which are ARM-based CPU. Uh, So Amazon has mentioned that they're able to improve their price performance um, with this kind of graviton 2 arm-based cpus uh, so overall amazon is making and buying a lot and licensing a lot of these chips to kind of bring them to their servers especially their ec2 instances another company that's doing very similar to amazon is alibaba alibaba has also introduced arm-based server chips into their data centers uh, so very similar to amazon and alibaba i do believe this is one of the main reasons we are seeing that market share grow here in the kind of data center and cloud compute market now there might be other big kind of players out there that while they might not be designing their own chips they are kind of purchasing arm-based server chips one of the two of those big players are microsoft with their clouding solution and also oracle Oracle has recently, um, both these companies have recently started to purchase um, chips from Ampere. Ampere is a company that designs ARM-based servers. Uh, so overall, we can see a lot of the big players increasing their ARM-based solutions. Some other interesting things to know about ARM and their processors, right? When we think of ARM, we usually only think about mobile processors. But most DPUs, if you are here in the semiconductor market, you know there's a lot of DPUs out there, are using ARM cores as the CPU component. For example, NVIDIA's Bluefield is using an ARM-based product. Marvell's Octeon use, um, use uh, ARM cores. Intel's Mount Evans, which is their IPU, which is just a variant of a DPU, is also using ARM cores. And Amazon's Nitro system, again, their own DPU, is using ARM cores as well. So right off the bat, we can already see how a big player like Amazon is using ARM for various things. They're using it for their CPUs. They're also using it for their DPUs. If we take a closer look at NVIDIA, NVIDIA is using it for their Bluefield DPU, but we also know that NVIDIA is using it for for their um, Grace CPUs. So there's also a, a lot of other solutions that NVIDIA is actually using um, arm base. Now, if we continue to take a closer look at the list of big giants that use ARM, um, obviously, we know Xilinx, right? Xilinx is a huge player of the FPGA market, of the embedded market, recently purchased by AMD. And can you guess what type of processors these FPGAs use? Yep, they use ARM Cortex FPGAs depending on the type of solution for their Sync Ultrascale Plus. Now, that's not the only one I mentioned earlier. NVIDIA, we see NVIDIA using it for their Bluefield DPU. We see NVIDIA using it for their Grace CPU. But NVIDIA has a lot of kind of IoT and embedded market solutions for things like robotics. They have the Jensen AGX Orin, the Jensen Orient NX series, and the Jensen Orin Nano series, right? And if we take a closer look, all of these obviously are using uh, NVIDIA's GPU solutions. But if we take a closer look look at the CPUs that they are using. They are all using an ARM Cortex uh, CPU. And I do personally believe that the robotics market, that the embedded market, that the IoT market is gonna grow from here. And that's definitely a great growth opportunity for this company. Now, if we continue down this train of Nvidia, Nvidia also has the Nvidia Drive ORIN. The Nvidia Drive ORIN is their system on chip that goes on various, various vehicles. I think we've seen Range Rover do it. We've seen Jaguar, I think, use them as well. Uh, a lot of kind of EV companies as well. And if we take a closer look, Nvidia's Drive ORIN, they use an ARM Cortex CPU as well. Uh, so we can continue to see big players continue to use arm based products and this is why i do believe there is a nice growth opportunity for their revenue in the future another big company here or continuing here with nvidia like i mentioned their graze cpu super chip which is coming out i believe this quarter or came out already um, does deliver 144 arm neoverse v2 cores uh, so we can see nvidia when we think about it in the gpu market they're also using various various cpu solutions from arm um, another big player right that we can think about is apple right apple is one that use has kind of gone with the architectural license to some extent um, but their are chips from the m2 uh, that go on their on their kind of laptops or or, or their macs uh, sort of say the ones that go on their phone as well are also ARM-based products. Uh, So I do believe one of the biggest growth opportunities from here is the amount of big companies that we don't really think about are are still are using ARM-based solutions and in industries outside of the mobile market, right? I do believe most people when we think of Arm, we think about CPU processors and we think about CPU processors for mobile phones. And while mobile phones is one of their biggest revenue segment, there is this growth opportunity with cloud compute. We saw from the various DPUs, we saw from the various server CPUs, we saw from the various kind of solutions in the IoT market, in the automotive market, that Arm can also grow in this industry. Now, even though they do have all these growth opportunities, there's one thing that really, really kind of throws me off from ARM, and that is their valuation, and that's pretty interesting coming from someone who has most of their uh, who has their number one position is Nvidia. But if we take a closer look on based on current analysts, ARM's P/E ratio forward is closer to 60, and forward one year is closer to 47 or 48. I personally wouldn't buy this company. Unless that forward one year was closer to maybe the high, the low 30s, high 20s, and right now it's pretty, pretty, pretty far off from there obviously right now to some extent we are seeing some form of weakness in the mobile market and with their royalty fees they might be getting quite a hit from that uh, so it might take a closer look from uh, it might take some time for this upcycle to kind of grow from here but these forward estimations are probably already keeping that in mind uh, so for me arm is still sitting very very expensive maybe if this stock was closer to $40 maybe somewhere in the $30 that's where i would definitely definitely enjoy purchasing arm at the moment but right now i do believe this is one that's sitting pretty expensive again i do already have a lot of companies that i have in growth mode and that tend to have higher valuations for those, so for those reasons when i look at other growth companies i tend to be a little bit more picky in purchasing Like we saw, Arm has plenty of plenty growth opportunities. And like I mentioned, if you guys want to see more of Arm's deep dive, understand uh, more on their back end, on the different types of licensing fees, on the different customers, on some of the risk. Make sure to join the program as I do have an exclusive video there. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Take care. Have a good day and see you next time.